Finally, be empowered in the Lord and in the might of His strength. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the stratagems of the devil. For our wrestling is not against blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenlies. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. As believers who love the Lord and who are standing for His testimony, we must not be ignorant of the schemes of God's enemy and His attacks on the church. In order to help educate and inoculate us against such attacks, the co-workers in North America have released a series of articles on shepherdingwords.com. This week we have a narration of the article entitled, Assailing the Ground of Oneness, Are House Churches Biblical? Originally published on December 16, 2019. As house churches gain popularity among believers, partly as an alternative to large denominations, we must carefully examine their scriptural basis in the New Testament. Proponents of house churches claim that there are New Testament examples of such churches within the cities of Rome, Laodicea, and Colossae. This article, however, points out clearly the error of such claims by closely examining each of the scriptural passages all of which describe how believers met together as local churches, one church in one city, and not as house churches. No matter the justification, teaching concerning many house churches in a city divides the body of Christ and must be repudiated by us for the sake of the oneness among the believers. May the Lord supply us through this speaking and equip us to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. A link to the original article can be found in the episode notes. Assailing the Ground of Oneness 4 Are House Churches Biblical? Published on December 16, 2019 House churches, in which believers meet in a house as a separate, independent unit of administration, are a popular means of circumventing the biblical pattern of keeping the oneness of the unique body of Christ in local churches. A careful examination of scripture shows that while a church may gather in a believer's home, such a gathering is actually a meeting of the church in that locality, that is, a meeting of a local church. The Church in Rome For example, some claim that Romans 16 provides evidence that there were multiple house churches in the city of Rome. In that chapter, Paul greeted Prisca and Aquila and the church which was in their house, verses 3 and 5, as well as many individual believers, verses 7 through 15. But his greetings do not indicate that there were two groups of believers constituting two separate churches in Rome. Watchman Nee observed, quote, After Paul greeted the church in verse 5, he purposely mentioned several important individuals and especially greeted them one by one. This does not mean, however, that these people were outside the church in the house, but that they were the ones inside the church in the house to whom Paul sent his particular greetings. Greeting the whole church naturally includes individuals, 
However, mentioning individuals in addition to greeting the church does not mean that these individuals are not of the church, but members of another group. If this were so, then Prisca and Aquila were not of the church that was in their own house. From Further Talks on the Church Life, pages 32 through 33. It is evident from Romans 16 that the church in Rome met in the house of Prisca and Aquila, just as the church in Ephesus had done when Prisca and Aquila lived there. Moreover, it is evident that Paul sent his personal greetings to certain of the saints who were members of the one church in Rome. The church that met in the house of Prisca and Aquila was the church in Rome. Hence, the persons whose names were mentioned both before and after Romans 16.5 were all members of the church in Rome that met in the house of Prisca and Aquila. Furthermore, those persons who were not mentioned by name but were only generally referred to were also members of the church in Rome that met in the house of Prisca and Aquila. Accordingly, when Paul sends his greetings to those of the households of Aristarbulus and Narcissus, he does not designate those households as churches. Due to the structure and tone of the verses, and because Paul does not greet Aristobulus and Narcissus personally, it is unlikely that the two men were believers. See footnote 2 on Romans 16.10 in the Holy Bible Recovery Version. Even though those of the households of Aristobulus and Narcissus believed in the Lord, only when greeting Prisca and Aquila does Paul send greetings to the church, because it was in their house that the unique local church in Rome met. Paul mentions these three households, but there was only one church in Rome, which met in the house of Prisca and Aquila. Contrary to opposing claims, Romans 16 does not provide evidence that many house churches existed in Rome in the first century. Rather, it testifies of the existence of one church in the city of Rome, which met in the house of Prisca and Aquila. The Churches in Laodicea and Colossae Some have also pointed to Laodicea and Colossae as normative examples of house churches, but the scriptural evidence again supports the conclusion that there was only one church in each of those cities, respectively. Concerning the church in Laodicea, the scriptures read, Greet the brothers in Laodicea, as well as Nymphus and the church which is in his house. And when this letter is read among you, cause that it be read in the church of the Laodiceans also, and that you also read the one from Laodicea. Colossians 4, 15-16 The church in Laodicea met in the house of Nymphus, just as the church in Rome met in the house of Prisca and Aquila. The brothers in Laodicea were not separate from the church in Laodicea. Rather, they were part of the church. Paul's reference to the church of the Laodiceans points to the fact that there was only one church in the city of Laodicea. The church, singular, of the Laodiceans, all the believers in Laodicea collectively, was the one church in Laodicea. If there had been a second church that met in Laodicea, 
Paul could not have referred to the church as of the Laodiceans. Therefore, the church that met in Nymphus's house was identical to, not separate from, the unique local church in Laodicea. Further, the Lord Jesus instructed John to write to the messenger of the church, singular, in Laodicea, Revelation 3.14, not to many house churches in the city of Laodicea. It appears that, according to those who claim there are two churches in Laodicea, the Lord Jesus erred by recognizing only one church in that city. The church in Colossae met in the home of a local saint, Philemon, a fellow worker of the Apostle Paul. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, the brother, to Philemon, our beloved and fellow worker, and to Aphia, the sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church, which is in your house. Philemon 1-2 through Paul addresses Colossians to the saints in Colossae, Colossians 1-2, that is, those who met as the church in Colossae in the house of Philemon, who lived in Colossae. He did not address his epistle to multiple groups of saints who met as different house churches. The church in the house of Philemon was the church of the saints in Colossae. Watchman Nee recognized the propensity for the flesh to carry out its own work and to seek justification in the Bible for its independence. Such works of the flesh build up the self and are contrary to the one body, leading to division. Uncompromisingly, he observes, quote, if the house is the unity, all who refuse to hear the church, Matthew 18, 17, can organize separate house churches. The house church becomes a shelter to all the divisive ones in a locality. Dividing the church in a locality into many house churches brings division into the body. It is the work of the flesh. From Further Talks on the Church Life, page 45. In another quote, he says, This kind of house church builds up the individualism, lawlessness, and ambition for leadership in many. From Further Talks on the Church Life, page 49. Conclusion Unscriptural proposals, such as regional churches and house churches, are really nothing new at all. Today's teaching concerning a regional church, in which elders exercise authority in a sphere larger than a locality, is only a reiteration of the idea that gave birth to Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox dioceses and mainline Protestant denominational structures. Teaching concerning many house churches in a locality, in which believers in the same locality can meet separately from one another based on their personal preferences, is nothing more than a continuation of the divisive history of independent congregations within a city. Such teachings abandon the clear pattern and teaching of scripture. Any who receive such teachings will be carried back into the divisions of Christianity. Thank you for joining the reading of today's article. 
The copyright for this material belongs to shepherdingwords.com and is used with permission. If you would like to be made aware of similar content from Living to Him, please subscribe to this podcast and join the mailing list at livingtohim.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.